Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 82. Today, we're going to be talking about The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 15, The Tower. We will also discuss the movies Motherless Brooklyn and Onward. But before we dive in, Diana, how are you today? I'm doing really good, Brooke. It's a Saturday. Awesome. It's sunny outside. And I'm here with you uh, remotely. So uh, and I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you, too. Yeah. I know it is a beautiful day today. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you, be, you be mine? mine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. We've, we've needed this um, break from the rain and have some nice sunshine. You know, it feels good. I know. And I'm happy that we've had the rain, too, because we've needed Me it. Me, too. So, and I, and I, I like it. the because it was Sunday, last Sunday, when it was raining and I was indoors and snuggling and making soup and all that. But now I'm like, ooh, ooh now it's all sunny and... Um, you know, it's a nice day, and I'm gonna hopefully yeah take my dog color some eggs. I was gonna say take my dog for a walk later. Yeah, so you can color some Easter egg. We're gonna color Easter eggs. I don't know about coloring them, but we'll see. I know. You know what? Mm. I'm actually kind of shocked. <laughs> I keep forgetting that tomorrow is Easter, and that's sad. Oh my goodness. So yeah, what what's really sad is you know because the the kids are out of school and my my little daughter she's so cute she's we're just sitting together one day and she's like, mommy when's Easter and I was like oh I hadn't really thought about it to be honest with you uh-huh. so I just I was like oh I don't know and she goes um oh, it probably passed already oh my goodness <laughs> I know. <laughs> I felt so brokenhearted, you know, just the innocence in her voice. Yeah. Wow. And so then I just looked it up online. I'm like, oh, oh, Easter is, you know, it was like a week in advance. So I, I was like, oh, it's in, it's in one week. So then she got excited. So we're going to do some projects after our recording today. Uh-huh. Well, I hope you will post some pictures of those eggs or send them to me. Text them to me. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we will. I we're going to make a bunny today, too. I would love to see that thank you you know yeah well oh yeah well no i was just gonna mention you know um we're doing this episode uh on the walking dead you know episode 15 and how we're not going to get to see episode 16 because production was closed down because of the coronavirus and everything and we're kind of left hanging a little bit because it's not a natural cliffhanger it's just something that you know, they're not able to put out right now. But I wanted to bring up that if I'm sure you noticed that, um, or maybe you didn't, because I'm not sure how you view your Walking Dead show, but how during the commercials they were showing, um, to me, would would be a preview to the movies, how they were tying all the shows together. Did you happen to see that? They Yes. Okay, yeah, they showed... Um, scenes from The Walking Dead, scenes from Fear the Walking Dead, uh, from the spinoff, and just kind of tying everything together, showing Rick. And I just thought that was so cool. Very exciting, because they're still trying to keep us like, you know what, this is coming soon. Don't forget. 
um, you know, the movies will be released. So I just thought that was fun to see those scenes kind of tying everything together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was cool. And it was those um, that group, that triple... C O R group is it C- is it C C R M I don't know if those are the initials or not I can't remember right now but oh, yes the yeah, triple it looks like mm-hmm. circles yeah yeah looks like they're all in it so it'll be interesting yeah but yeah that was kind of a bummer to see oh uh, we'll be back whenever yeah <laughs> kind of. <laughs> See you when we can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll okay. be back here to do that that podcast episode when that comes, you know, back to us. I believe Fear the Walking Dead is supposed to come back in the summer. That's what I saw. So I don't know if they've said that because they have finished production, post-production. I'm hoping that's the case. So I'm hoping that's, you know, um, a true... Uh, timeline for them but you know we will be here and we will be doing some fun podcasting on different genres yeah i just wanted to let our listeners know and for them to you know check other things that we're watching yeah that would be um really fun to get our group together and kind of see what we're all watching and we could share ideas so yeah yeah please do that Anyway, so today I colored my hair. Yes. I'm very and jealous. <laughs> very <laughs> jealous. You'll get oh, your turn. <laughs> I don't have to wait. I have to use my, uh, you know, pull out my little gloves and my little box of dye and developer, whatever all that is, and mix it all together and try and do it myself until I can see you again. Yes. So, um well, I, I needed that. I was like, oh, I, lo- I you know, it's it's my job. So um, I wanted to get my hands and my hair and lighten up this area so I could paint my bright colors. I'm just working on it slowly because yeah. I don't want to damage my hair. I'm just taking it slow. I have the time. Yeah. So, well, you had, little by little. you had mentioned how you were feeling a little antsy, like you needed to get your hand on some hair. So you're like, yeah. <laughs> let me do yeah. my own for now because... I'm going to do my own. Yeah. I'm going to order a mannequin with hair on it so that I could color it and cut it and just play with it and stuff because yeah. I miss doing that. But um, for today, I, I did get to color my hair. And with this uh, recent episode of The Walking Dead, The Tower, we met a new character who was awesome. Um, and she had colored hair. Her hair appeared to be purple. Yes. And she was so cute because even at one point in the episode, she offers hair color to a uh, you know, a small portion of our group, uh, Eugene, Yumiko, and Ezekiel. She's like, I have hair color. (laughs) I thought that was really cute. And it made me kind of wonder what, well, first of all, what would I do in an apocalypse, you know, being unable to to do uh, my daily profession? Because like just after three weeks, I'm like, I want to do hair. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so badly. But um, you know, I know the group that I'll be with will have some pretty cool hair. Yes. <laughs> now, my question to you is, what would your ideal zombie apocalypse hairstyle look like? 
my ideal yeah what do you think yeah. i mean we've got some pretty cool hairstyles we in the sh- show we've got carol with her she started out with a really cute pixie daryl had a really cool pc textured like long edgy rocker hair i know i cut, love it which is super cool <laughs> yes it is um <laughs> judith she's got her beautiful braid michonne's got her dreads ezekiel's got his dreads yeah Rosita, that's true. her eugene eugene had I a know, mullet for was, the longest time <laughs> i was gonna say um i'll take eugene's mullet but i would just be <laughs> kidding <laughs> she would just be missing her trans am <laughs> how uh, how about uh jesus oh jesus his, and his which part when he had the long hair with the with the, man the bun? Uh, beanie or the oh, man bun i like them both i like them both um yeah. but seriously okay so i am loving princess's hair i'm loving it I'd want some color in it, so I would go with her, her hair. That's what I would yeah. want. Yeah. That's what I would hope cool. for. How about Who you? Who would I want? Whose hair would I want? Oh, man. Hmm. That's pretty tough. I am thinking... Shane, when he came back and shaved his head. I'm just kidding. Right? <laughs> well, heck, due to the nature well, of alpha, my hair, alpha. I just... I Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I... To wash my hair today, I mean, it took me like a 30-minute shower just to get through my bulk, you know? So I'm almost <laughs> kind of thinking, gosh, I, I probably would want a short haircut or maybe um, just have my hair like Sasha. Yeah. Her hair was like natural. Um, and in the when she first started, her hair was just very natural and out. And then when she, you know, her last days, it was more like a... French braid, I I would say, but it was just easy, tameable, um, probably how I look most at home (laughs) anyways, you know, just on the weekends and stuff. Yeah. So I think I would go with Sasha as much as I would want to have like long, beautiful, luscious hair that I could braid and all of that. I don't know that I would have the time for that. So I don't think I want to have hair to deal with out there in the sticks. Yeah. I don't want I don't <laughs> want super short hair though. I don't think so. Yeah. I want some hair because I then you could just pull it back if you needed to. Yeah. So. Cool. And then you know, short hair you got to keep keep it up, right? You can't you got to constantly have someone to cut it or do something to it. So. I know. That's true. I like Rosita's hair. Her hair is so pretty. It's long. Yeah. Carol's hair is pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some good hair. I know they were, but there was a lot of discussion about Carol's hair last season and people were not liking it. So now she's kind of has it kind of tied up in a bun with a little bit hanging, you know, hanging out. So, which I think looks better than with the just all over the place. Down. Yeah. Oh, because it was kind of wiggy last season. Right. Oh, well, come on. You know, that's like we're in the time where everybody wears a wig now. Everybody. I mean, all these YouTubers out there are wearing wigs, you know, and it's like everyone, celebrities. It's just like a daily thing, I feel like. So yeah. it, to me, it doesn't, it's like wearing a hat. Like, oh. oh, nice hair. Yeah, yeah. To me, yeah. it's no big deal. <laughs> I would never not go, unless it's a really bad wig, I'd be like, oh, uh, no. <laughs> That's so I funny. I was watching Outlander the other day, and you know how 
back in the 1700s, those, the men were wearing those wigs. I'm like, why did they mm-hmm. wear those wigs? I hated the way they looked with those wigs. Totally. <laughs> like, Take it off, people. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. But like, you're, you're so right. I mean, I, for my homework, I, my teacher has sent us a video and like in the video was a picture of the Renaissance and it was in France. Yeah. And this man had like crazy it was a like a the, one of the first photographs um and he had like crazy crazy long long like poodle wig hair and not only that but he was wearing heels tights and then like you could see yeah. his legs like he was wearing little shorts i'm like yeah. thinking what and then women were completely opposite right like all covered up this big you know hip- yes uh-huh. Uh, petticoat thing and yeah. <laughs> so funny where we, how far we've come with hair and fashion. Yeah, but you're right. People are wearing wigs. So, <laughs> so listeners, what hair would you like to have in the zombie apocalypse? Let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or on our Screens and Focus Facebook page. You can follow us on our Instagram, subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. So, Brooke. Yeah. What were your overall thoughts on this episode? Oh, well, I really wanted to see what was going to happen with, you know, this girl wearing the pink furry jacket. I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope she's a good character. Yeah. But, you know, now we know that her name is Juanita, a.k.a. Princess. I love her. She is such a great new character so far. She brings in a different feel and sense of restoration to the characters. I like that she connected with Ezekiel and eventually Eugene. Uh We also got to see real sensitive emotion from Judith this episode. And many characters also had their moment. I mean, we also got to see Negan and Lydia have their moment as well. You know, the the creators are really cramming in a lot of information in such a short amount of time. I just didn't think that this episode seemed rushed at all. So I applause. How did you feel about this episode? Well, I was going into this episode excited to see it, but dreading knowing it was the last one that we were going to see for a while. So, you know, because 16 is delayed. But I have to say I really loved it. Uh, Beta is like crazy. Princess is fun. And I love her jacket. And I'm, I have a feeling it's going to be pretty popular. And now I already want one. I want her jacket. And um, as we mentioned, her purple hair, I want that. So, Brooke, when I see you, let's keep this in mind. All right. Because <laughs> um, we did do purple in my hair at one point. Yes. It was kind of dark. Was really cute. Yeah, it was kind of dark, so it wasn't as vivid as when we've done the red, but um, I don't know. Rethinking purple after seeing Princess. Okay. Um, and uh, the horde that Beta had was immense. Oh my gosh. I, I, it's like crazy how much, how many walkers he has. And so there were scary moments. And I also love the heartfelt moments between characters. There were so many. And I just am excited to talk about them with you. Awesome. Me too. Well, let's talk about Princess. Yeah, let's. You know, the last episode uh, entitled Look at the Flowers 
you know, we were introduced to her. And like you said, she's wearing that beautiful pink jacket and she looked so awesome. Um, I just love her. I Uh love this new character a lot. I I was just so excited about her. And, you know, she's full of energy. She brings comedy to the show. Mm -hmm. Um, She also brought, I would say, you know, maybe some sadness too. I felt bad for her. Yeah. You know, the way, by the way that she um, was living and how she opened up to the group. But she offered food, supplies, hair color. And then at first, our group really wasn't sure what to think of her. She had that big badass gun that she shot walkers and scares the horses away. Yeah. She was really sorry about that. And I feel that she was pretty sincere Mm -hmm. um, and that she wanted to help Eugene, Ezekiel, and Yumiko to that garage um, to get some new wheels that she was aware of. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, Yumiko didn't trust her at that point at all. But Ezekiel, he was willing to give her a chance, which I thought was really, really great. And so then after Princess takes the group on that wild goose chase to get the bicycles, they she takes them through a minefield, mm-hmm. but then she loses track of her steps, which then loses track of the mines. And then Eugene recognizes, well, once they got through the mine, they found um, their horse head. So then we got to see another poor little horsey. I know. Didn't survive The Walking Dead. Um, and after that, they um, came across or came into the cross street of Fleetwood. And um, Eugene recognized that street because they've already passed it. And it reminded him of his uncle's car from when he was younger. So some things, I guess, you know, it's like it just, um, he, re- he was able to. Uh, remember Fleetwood, which I think was the name of the street. Yes. Am I right about uh-huh. that? Okay. Uh-huh. Um, but so then Princess, she did admit, in fact, that she sent them on a wild goose chase because she thought that she could win them over and that she would have a group after her being alone um, on her own for over a year, which I thought was a really sad story. Yeah. Um, Eugene... You know, he was so sweet. He relates to her and then he comforts her. And then eventually Yumiko has a change of heart. And, you know, that's after Princess ended up coming through with the bicycles. Um, Yumiko asked Princess to join their group. And she was so excited. She was offering all the supplies again. Like she just is such a big heart. And what a sweetheart. I really like her. Yeah, I really like her, too. Um, I mean, what a welcome addition to the show. I mean, I was annoyed that she chased the horses away and that she took them through this scenic and explosive route. But I love her vulnerability and her optimistic nature. And I, too, love the moment when Eugene could relate. And it was revealing a lot about Princess. And I think this actress is incredible and i'm really excited to see more about her me too yeah that was pretty fun it's a good addition so i know she was like very much like um will smith um 
in I'm Legend with oh, all the characters, the yeah. people, the mannequins. Yeah. When he would go to the, was it the video store? Yeah, I think yeah. it was the video store. And then there'd be that one guy hanging out in the red sweatshirt outside the store. Fred, what are you doing, Fred? Yes. He got all mad at him because I love the that movie. Yeah. So that should be on our list for the pandemic ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like. Yeah. We'll talk more about that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah. Um. But oh my gosh, I want to talk about Daryl and Judith. Uh. Wow. 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 Judith is. I know you know this. <laughs> the Judith is one of my favorite characters. And I see so much of Carl in her and also Michonne and Rick. First of all, she is incredibly brave. And she wants to be out with Daryl on the battleground to learn from him. And they have such a great bond and chemistry. And Daryl doesn't have to worry about her. He knows she can handle herself, which is awesome. You know, she's navigating her way through this walker-infested world. And, um, you know, he gives her some lessons in the woods about observing her surroundings. And I love seeing this relationship in action. They see a whisper that Daryl shoots and they cut down all the walkers. Then they find that whisperer and, you know, because she's down on the ground with an arrow through her, looks almost through her heart. And Daryl interrogates her, and she tells them what she knows, and then he kills her. And Judah says, you didn't have to do that. And Daryl explains that she was going to die anyways, and he was just making it quick. So they leave, and Judith questions why they are leaving her like that. And I really love Judith's compassion. And I had mentioned this a few episodes ago, but I mean, here it is again. And so a little later down the road, Judith is still upset and that they left her. And Daryl digs and says, well, what is this really? And uh, Judith says, you know, if you were lost and no one could find you, or what if RJ was lost or mom were left alone? You know, I just want us to be together again and at home, which, uh, you know, was just, uh, I just, you know, love that she was able to convey that to him. Yeah. And I, I f go ahead. Oh, I just feel like with um, that statement, I'm, you know, I'm feeling her fear. I'm feeling her yeah. scared. And, and maybe this isn't what she wants. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see how far her character goes. Well, and like you had mentioned previously several times, she's still a little girl. You know, no matter how brave she is, no matter how much she can try and protect herself, there's only so much she can do. It's, it, it, like Carl, too, right? There was numerous times when Carl had to fight against walkers, and he was good at what he did, but he was only his size, right? So there was a time when walkers would overpower him. That time when him and Rick had escaped the prison and he was mad at Rick, and, you know, they're hauled up together in that house and he had to go out. Um, and, you know, he was just out there on his own and he had to fight against the walkers and they almost got him several times. That was the time when he mm -hmm. ate the pudding up on the roof and all of that. So yeah. um, anyway, so it's kind of Judith is going through her time now. You know, she's very and she's even smaller than Carl was. So um, I think she's very brave. She's very good at what she does. And uh 
but you know she still needs protection so um but i just i just love her um she does uh tell daryl that she talked to michonne and that she she tells him that she went to go get help some people that she met and needed her and judah says you know i didn't want to tell you because maybe you would leave too and he says i won't and she says do you promise and he says i can't i won't lie to you i don't know what will happen no one can take the place of someone you love but that doesn't mean everything that follows is going to break your heart and i'm thinking oh my god these writers i love you these words are so touching Also, I hate when adults lie to kids, you know, and say, oh, everything's going to be all right. So I really appreciated that Daryl was so honest with her. Plus, he knows how much she can handle. And so I just thought that that was, I loved his honesty with her. I just thought it was so, it said a lot between their relationship. And I I did find it interesting that Judith did not tell Daryl that Michelle was looking for Rick. But on The Talking Dead, Kaylee, the actress, said it was because she was afraid that Daryl would head out and help Michonne, and she was afraid of him leaving her. So. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So her fears are very real. Her, yeah. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Um, So the Horde is following the Whisperers who are headed to Alexandria, but nobody's home, right? <laughs> yeah. Al- Alexandria is completely deserted, which they looked weird. My family was like, where's everybody? What, what's going on? I'm like, well, they left. Remember the, the war? <gasps> when I saw that horde, I'm like, wait, where are they? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, they're in Alexandria. I'm like, they are? I'm like, well, yeah, I thought the same thing. It's like, what's happening? What's happening? That was a cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and so the Alexandrias have fled the group, you know, to, to team up with Hilltop after that war or before and after the war. But um, they moved to that abandoned hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then Beta and a couple of whispers, they're up in the, the tower at Alexandria and they're looking at the community of Alexandria. They don't see anything um, while they're on the balcony of the tower. Meanwhile, um, Aaron and Alden are inside, but they don't see them. And then Beta is just talking um, to Alpha for advice, it seems like. I At first, I'm like, what the heck? Oh, okay, he's talking to her. Okay, so he's currently... Technically, he's alpha, but he just won't admit it. Um, and then when a whisperer accidentally calls him alpha, he just about ready to stab her with that huge blade. Um, but then she's able to dip out and yeah. avoid him. But, you know, Daryl, he killed her anyway. That's the one that um, Daryl left uh, in that creek oh. where Judith was like. Oh, was it the same one? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Because she, yeah, she was scared. Yeah. She said that he, he. I think she had said that he went <gasps> oh, crazy. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She did because yeah. she was saying, oh, you, yeah. 
Yeah. You just couldn't tell because she didn't have her mask on when she was in the creek. Right. But she had her mask on yeah. when she was talking to Beta. Uh-huh. But yeah. So um, Alden and Aaron, you know, they're staking out um, in Alexandria's tower and they're keeping track of the horde following the whispers and they have a radio. So they radio into Gabriel to let them know that the horde is headed for Oceanside. Um, which at that point, the, uh, the whispers are unaware of the refugee camp at that hospital. Mm-hmm. So Hilltop and Alexandrians are hoping to trap the whispers and their horde in Oceanside. I'm guessing at that point, I, I don't, they, they must be expecting them at, at this point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're planning on doing because that's pretty big. I don't know how they would even fight this horde uh, yeah. off. I, I'm curious to see. <laughs> of course, we're all curious to see, right? This one episode that we don't know what's going to happen. So there's a, there's so many. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. But um, when Alden and Aaron were up in that tower and Beta turns around, oh, my gosh, I was so scared for a moment. That like, like oh, oh my I god! Know. Did he see Alden? Did he see him? I know. And then he looks again, and and Beta has turned back to the horde and whispers down below. So we realize exactly. he was safe for the moment. So that was an intense moment, though. Yeah, but unfortunately, as Aaron and Alden are tracking the horde, they got pretty close to the backside of the horde. Too close in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, the Whispers realize this and surround the two of them in the woods before they can warn their group with their walkie-talkie. And, you know, the Horde then heads in the direction of that refugee camp. Alpha, I mean Beta, sorry. You (laughs) see this stray cat (laughs) running away from the refugee camp and heads that way. So that was like a signal as to, oh, I'm going to go this way now because I see a, a cat going the opposite way. Um, So then I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens to our group and how they will able to get out out of that situation because the trailer looked pretty, um, pretty scary. Like it, it, they looked trapped. I don't know what they're going to do. I know. I know. Meanwhile, back at the hospital, (laughs) Negan and Lydia So Negan asks Lydia if she's avoiding him, and she says she is. And uh, Negan tells Lydia that he liked Alpha and that he wished he didn't have to do what he did, but to tell him whatever it is she needs to say to him. She tells him that most of them wish he had died too, and she just walks away. Yeah. So later she walks up to him and says, you don't get to tell me what to do. Negan says, hit me. It'll make you feel better. And, you know, you need to say goodbye. She was still your mom. And we only get the one. You should just let it out. And Liddy says, you know what? You're a selfish asshole. You just want to be the hero and care about yourself. How can you say you liked her? I hated her. And now I can't even hate her. And Negan's all, it's okay, Lydia. And she starts hitting him. Um, and saying, it's not okay, it's not okay. Wow, it was such a powerful moment for Lydia. It was so hard. Think about this, to lose your mom, who you loved at some point, but also is a monster who was about to kill you. Right. 
And right. I I really liked I liked everything that she said to, to Negan because it was true, right? Because uh, I just loved it all. I thought the writers did an excellent job. I thought the acting was so well done. We hadn't seen Lydia quite like that before. So right. um, it was a great moment between them. I know. I just thought it was odd how it just seemed awkward to me. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I felt the compassion. I felt their emotion by the way that the, the actors portrayed these characters, but it was an awkward moment. I mean, I think Negan did like Alpha, like in that intimate way. I feel that's confirmed with me anyway. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, almost like maybe he fell in love with her. I don't know. And then uh, I don't for know, him maybe. to just like... Yeah approach Lydia. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like it. I was like, no. Yeah. That just feels weird. But I, I felt them and I know that they have to like address that somehow. Right. right. I just didn't like it. I it was know. soon. It was kind of soon. And, and I felt that it was true what Lydia said that you're being selfish, which he was, right? Because he wants her to forgive him you yeah. know he want i mean and i he does feel guilt i'm sure for it because he does care. now i know he cares about lydia so you know he's trying to help her but also in a way it is it is for him for himself too so that he can feel better about what he did so yeah so i think she was right in saying you know you're selfish because you just want to be the hero that's what you want well, he uh, so badly needed to be redeemed. Yeah. And Carol promised him that. So that was all that his, that's all that was set on him, you know, in his mind. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. But for her, that is hard, right? Because being the hero means you killed my mom. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Hard, hard position so, for her to be in. So. Yeah. Lydia. Yeah. Okay, so Brooke, what other things did you notice in this episode? Oh, so Kelly and Carol, they end up having their moment where Carol apologizes to Kelly yeah. for how she affected Connie, her sister. Mm -hmm. And Kelly believes that Connie is still alive. So I thought that was a good moment for them to connect because of the way that um, Yumiko treated Carol um, and punched her in the face in the last episode or two episodes before. Um, at least Carol was able to apologize to someone. Yeah. I really like needed to. Yeah. I really liked seeing Kelly in this moment. I thought it said a lot about her. I know. So I thought that was kind of cool. I know. Um, and then Aaron, he has become so strong. His character <laughs> really has a different feel along with others. But I've really noticed how appealing Aaron has become. And I uh -huh, like it. Uh -huh. <laughs> I like his haircut. I yeah. like his arm. <laughs> I know. He seems like so strong. Yeah, and, he does. And and like he's he's like, I don't know, dominating now. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny how these characters evolve or not 
or all of them, but a lot of them, you know? Yeah. So it's very cool to see. Yeah. So um, what else did you notice in the show? Well, I that princess refers to walkers as rotters because someone else referred to them as rotters. I don't know if it was on Fear the Walking Dead or what, but I thought that was interesting that that's how she referred to them. And mm. I thought it was really nice and surprising that Yumiko was the one that told her she could join them because, um, I don't know, Yumiko's been kind of, you know, uh, tough and rough and not, I don't know, I don't know, not so soft, but I see the soft side of her now. So I like it. Yeah. I like cool. it. And this is something in, I think, the. I was thinking I saw it in this episode, but I, I think it was actually the preview for the next episode um, with Aaron and Alden trying to fight off those whispers that have them trapped. That some masked new person is there with these long, I don't even know what they are, knifey dagger, jagged daggers. Did you see this part or not? Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. There's a new person. This iron mask person with these blades. And they almost look like a ninja. Huh. That's how they came onto the scene. And you're like, who is this? Who are... What? What? Because this person is not in the comics. Oh, okay. So... Or they could be, but they're, this is not how they're portrayed initially. So it's like a new, another new person that we're going to see. Oh, okay. Very... It's very That's interesting. Exciting. Yeah. So... Yes, we love new characters, so it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Brooke, tell me, why do you love this show? Well, I love The Walking Dead um, for lots of reasons. But in this episode, I loved the intensity and the honesty. Negan and Lydia, Daryl and Judith, Beta and Alpha, mm -hmm. Eugene and Princess, Kelly and Carol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have all had to face their inner truth and fears. And I think that is really important factor in their personas, you know, to have that connection um, from us as the viewer to the characters that are being portrayed by these incredible actors. Uh, the wardrobe and the set design was on point, And I mm -hmm. just told, I love this episode. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah. What about you? Why do you love The Walking Dead? I, I really want to give the writers kudos. They have been killing it. And the performances are incredible. And, of course, I just love this show. And I agree 100% that there were so many tender, honest moments. And it makes this episode and the whole show so good. I feel so sad and so bummed that we have to wait to see these characters again. But I'm thinking I might just have to go binge watch from the beginning again. <laughs> Like you oh, are. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because, uh, I don't know, because I think you just learn more and more about them, um, you know. And it's probably been a year since I've seen it from the beginning. So. Oh, it's time. Yeah. And so, Brooke, we are at the moment of giving our award. So tell me, what was your favorite quote, character, or moment? Well, my favorite moment was um, Lydia... She told Judith that not everyone has a mom like hers. And 
Judith, you know, she's starting to have these revelations about her mother's absence and other events that have impacted her and the communities. But the bottom line is Judith is strong and brave, but let's face it, she's still a child. And I've said this before, I keep saying this, you know, something's got to give. And I think eventually Judith needs to live a child's life, even though she wants to advance and do things to help to protect the community. I'm just really interested in her and where she evolves. And I felt really sorry for her when Lydia threw that in her face, not knowing that her mom is absent right now. Right. Yeah, I just felt really bad for Judith when Lydia said that because she doesn't know what just happened to Judith and what Judith is going through. Um, And Judith is a very sincere, caring, genuine person. So I felt... You know, and I understand Lydia, she's going through something too. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. That's just that was hard for me to to hear that and to see that. Right. It was hard for me to for that. That scene was hard. It was hard, but I I guess but but even though Michonne is absent from Judith, Judith's mom is still a hero or, you know, someone people look up to and admire. And Mm -hmm. Lydia's is not. So it's a hard situation. It really Mm -hmm. is. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you could give an award to your favorite character quote or moment, who or what would you give your award to? I am giving my award to the Kelly and Carol moment. Uh, It was my favorite. It was an incredibly emotional scene. Um, Like you said, Carol apologizes to Kelly for what, happened to Connie and of course Kelly says that she believes Connie is alive and I want to say I believe that too Um, and Kelly tells Carol you think the way you are is weakness I heard the stories about you you go off and do the things that only you can do lone wolf your superpower you can't give up everything about yourself just because bad things happen This was so gracious of Kelly to say. I I mean, Carol's eyes were welled up with tears, and so were mine. I felt, for me, it was an aha moment for me, personally, because I think what she said was brilliant and true, and we can't always beat ourselves up. We just need to learn and adjust and embrace ourselves. So I just thought, your weakness... It can be your superpower. We all have superpowers. I just thought it was awesome. I loved it. And that was something that I can just take away and keep and tell my kids. I just thought it was brilliant. So I loved it. I love that scene also. Um, And so last podcast episode on 81, um, which was Look at the Flowers, I was like, uh, Carol... Are you okay? <laughs> yes. You know, I was like, I think maybe she needs to like uh, go to a uh, asylum for a right. little while, tone it down, and then come back. Uh-huh. Maybe this was her asylum. Maybe she just needs to be around people that are supportive, that help each other um, get through these tough times. And I think that is definitely something that she she totally needed to hear. Um, that she is, she is loved, you know, people embrace her, uh, and look up to her. Um, and, and some of the things that she's done, 
was only capable to be done by her. Mm -hmm. So she's very special. And I hope that she really can take that in um, with somebody that she barely even knows. Right. You know? Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. From both. Thank from, you. From both people. I loved it. Yeah. Thank you for that moment. Yeah. So, Brooke, tell me, what else are you currently watching? Well, uh, the kids and I started rewatching The Walking Dead, but I started it on season three uh, because I wanted to, well, we watched it from when they left the farm. So the night that the horde came through and, and took out Herschel's farm, that's where we started. I really wanted to see prison because I just really liked um, the the intense that uh, the intensity, um, and that's when you really got got to see their characters shift. Their innocence was gone. Like Carl, you know, he recovered from the farm. He really wanted to to be a protector, learn how to use his weapon on the farm, go shooting. Um, and stuff like that. But because they were out uh, for a few months and they survived winter, Lori was pregnant, um, Maggie and Glenn became big survivors and scavengers for their group. Everybody changed. Mm -hmm. And um, from the moment that they went from um, leaving the farm to finding the day that they found the prison, that episode was so, so emotional. Like just to see them, like they, they found this um, abandoned house looking for food and Carl found two cans of dog food and he was opening it up to eat. And his dad, Rick, saw him opening the can of dog food and he threw it. And, um, uh, Daryl was able to find an owl and they ate the owl, but they were like scavenging. And Lori is like nine months pregnant, big right. old belly. Uh-huh. So that scene was just so, so amazing. And then they see the prison and they 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 get through the first gates of the prison in the field, and then they're like, Oh, we haven't had this much space since the farm. Mm -hmm. That's what I think Carol said. And so they just camp out that night. I think they may have been eating rats. I'm not sure. They didn't show what they had eaten because they had already eaten in the owl earlier on that episode. But it was just really awesome to see them clear the prison um, and then meet those those uh, inmates right. uh, that were locked. They locked themselves in the commissary. And so and then then on and then Herschel, of course, he gets bit. So it was intense. Season three is good. Really, really good. Um, and as far as movies go, um, we finally watched Onward, which is a Disney Pixar film. And it was uh, in theaters a month ago, but Disney released it maybe two weeks ago. So mm -hmm. like months before it should have been released in our homes. Yeah. Disney released it on Disney plus. So I feel like I've saved a lot of money, you know, to <laughs> uh, not have to go to theaters 
but I'm subscribing to Disney Plus because there's so much um, that my kids are enjoying on Disney Plus. And uh, the fact that they released this movie so early so that we could watch it during uh, the shelter in place uh, was so um, generous, I think. Yeah. And, I think a lot um, of a lot of people are doing that. I've noticed it. They're putting a lot of things that were recently released uh, out so people cool. can watch. Yeah. Well, I'm very thankful. Um, but onward... It's Dizzy Pixar, and there it's based on um, like a community of like fantasy uh, characters. So there's elves. There are um, just I don't even know the names of these char- like types of characters. Um, there's like a half horse, half man character. They have um, unicorns, huh? I'm all Sagittarius. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's called something else in the show, in yeah. the movie. They oh, tell yeah. you what they're, what they're all called. Uh-huh. They have like little fairies that fly. It's really cute, um, this movie. And then they incorporate like our modern day society into the this movie. Um, so it is an animated movie. Um, and it's about two elf brothers where they embark on a quest to find their father um, because they found something from their father that was given to the boys um, when they both turned 16. And so they're able to see their father for 24 hours if they're able to succeed. So they go on an adventure Um, so that they could have that moment with their dad because their dad passed away. Um, And uh, the brothers are played by Tom Holland, who is also, he also plays Spider-Man in the Marvel Mm -hmm. movies. Mm -hmm. And then Chris Pratt is the other brother who is Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh Their mom is played by Julia Uh Louis-Dreyfus. And it's so amazing it's sentimental there's comedy i mean there's even a part where um one of the characters is learning how to drive and he uh has to merge on the freeway for the first time and i look at my older son and i'm like that's exactly how it is (laughs) and it was an adventure but that's how i felt when i first had to go on 101 you know highway 101 from um I lived in Santa Cruz where like the speed limit was literally 35 miles an hour on the freeway at that time. And so going from Santa Cruz County to San Francisco, um, I felt like, you know, I'm on an adventure. Like I'm in a, <laughs> you know, that movie Speed right, with right. Keanu Reeves. Like, uh-huh. And so it's funny because like, there's so many elements in this movie that are so true. Um, one of the characters is played by... Uh, Octavia Spencer. So it's just, there's a pretty big cast, really, really cute movie. I recommend um, maybe all families to watch this, no matter how old you are. Uh Um, You have, um, you know, older sons, and I think that they could appreciate this movie too. And so I recommend it for all households right now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, The other movie that I watched with the kids last night was so cute and i probably have seen this 
uh, maybe 10 years ago, but I don't remember much of the movie at all if I've seen it. So I'm going to say, like, this is the first time that I've ever watched it. It's uh, another Disney Pixar movie, and it's called WALL-E. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was adorable, adorable. So it's about this future – it's a futuristic movie where um, all these robots are, you know, um, collecting waste, and they end up on this journey, and um, humankind takes a turn – uh, on, on earth and also, uh, on this like, uh, uh, embarked journey to, I think they were exploring outer space. Um, but it's funny. It's hilarious. Um, so if you don't have Disney plus get it. So you could also watch <laughs> Wally if you haven't ever seen it. It's adorable. So cute. There's so many moments you're like, oh, so cute, you know, and then there's funny moments where you're just cracking up laughing. It's adorable. And there are even moments where I'm like, this looks real. This uh, animation looks like a real robot right now. And because there's not a whole lot of like, uh, there's it's mainly focused on robots. Uh-huh. And so you just don't see um, that it's, like some moments just don't look animated. It looks physical. I'm like, what? They did such a good job wow. with their graphics. It's it's really wow. cute. You That's have to cool. watch this movie. It's super cute. Okay, so, so does Disney Plus have like all like are all the Disney movies on Disney Plus or only certain Disney movies? Like, do they have any they, the classics and stuff on there? There are some classics, and actually, when we first subscribed to Disney Plus, the first movie that we watched. Um, from from the subscription was uh, a sword in the stone. Uh huh. That's okay. from my childhood. That's not the first Disney movie. The first Disney movie is Snow White. Mm-hmm. That's on there. They have Cinderella, okay. like Dumbo. They got all the cla- like a lot of the classics. Sword in the Stone. If you haven't watched that in about thirty years, you've got to watch it. <laughs> It's so freaking cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, okay. it's so amazing. And like, so there's animation and then there's live action. So Gemma right now is super hooked on Hannah Montana. She's watching that. Uh-huh. Um, so they have a lot of sitcoms. Proud Family is on there. Disney Plus is great. Okay. Yeah. And since okay. you have Hulu, yeah, you can subscribe and get a bundle pack for just a few more dollars. Oh, okay. I'll look into it. Yeah. So tell me, Diana, what have you been watching? Well, um, of course, I watched The Talking Dead after The Walking Dead. And I just wanted to give a quick mention because they're doing Home Edition for those that aren't watching it. So um, Chris Hardwick is, you know, speaking to people remotely. So it's it's actually very cool to see, um, you know, them connecting that way. But what I wanted to bring up was a sneak peek of 16 that we see Maggie's return. I'm like, oh my gosh, she returns in 16 and it's the only one that we can't see. Oh, because when um, in the last episode, I don't know that we mentioned this, but when Carol was hallucinating uh, with Alpha, she, I think Alpha brings up, oh, you wrote about me to Maggie when you were off on the boat, but off on the ship, you were still thinking of me. And I guess that's where we come to find out, oh, uh, Carol wrote a letter to 
um, Maggie telling her. Um, and so in this preview that we see with Maggie in it, you see the letter, her reading the letter, kind of giving the tidbits of what's happened so that Carol is aware that whispers are here, who has died. And, and so I think she's coming. So maybe, maybe it's her and her people come and save them. And that's how they make it out of these whispers and these, uh, all these walker horde that is upon them. Huh. So she might come to save the day. Wow. So it'll be very interesting when we get to see this, when we get to see this. That's cool. I'm also, okay, I have to admit there's two shows that I have not watched, and everybody's probably ahead of me, but I'm letting you know I started watching Ozark Season 1, so I've only gotten into a few episodes, and um, it's, it's been very good, so I just have to keep watching, but there's so many shows, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm bouncing from here to there, uh, because I'd mentioned in our lad po- last podcast episode, I was watching Little Fires Everywhere that I'm totally hooked on, and I'm also watching Outlander, and I'm on season two, and I'm really loving this um, show, and I think it's got six, five or six uh, seasons, so um, anyways, I'm liking both of them, Ozark and Outlander, even though I'm in the earlier um, seasons. Oh, okay. But I was... That's cool. Yeah, and are you watching any of yeah. these? I uh, I watched Ozark 1 and 2, and then they took like a one-year break, it seemed, forever. So, yes, I just started watching um, season 3, and um, yeah, it's pretty good. There's certain parts that are good, and then there's other parts that I just... I overanalyze, I guess, you yeah. know, hmm. so it's a little, it's a little hard. Okay. I wonder s- how I will feel about it. I haven't gotten that far into it. So I think you'll be fine because most people really, really enjoy it. I just feel like I'm nitpicking at certain things. Um, I might be the same as you, who knows? Because I, I think I've only watched two or three episodes and I'm like, okay, this is good. But for some reason I'm not. 100% sucked in yet. So it's really good. I mean, when when I first discovered Ozark, they had two seasons. So I binged all the way through the end of t- season two. It's just for some reason, it's different to me. Or like, like I said, I'm overanalyzing it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think it's, it's a drama. So I mean, yeah, you have to be dramatic, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but that's cool. I want to watch Outlander. I need to give it another chance. I watched one episode. I'll tell you, Brooke, that I watched two two episodes and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then I forced myself to watch a third one. I don't think it was till like maybe almost close to half. And I know that seems like a lot. But I think once I got to a certain point and I can't tell you exactly which episode was, then I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think it was when it became the, the the love affair between the two leads and it delved into that. I'm like, yes, I'm loving this. <laughs> so oh. I was totally into it. And then, there, you know, there's a lot of other things. Um, the bad guy and, oh, God, he does terrible things. But um, 
so yeah, I'm really liking it. But again, I'm only in, up to season, you know, mid mid of the second season. Okay. But I'm also uh, the movies I got to watch. I watched Motherless Brooklyn. Uh, this is a 2019 American neo noir crime film written, produced, and directed by Edward Norton. Um, it's based on a 1999 novel of the same name. Um, but uh, the novel is in somewhat current time, but Edward Norton thought it would fit really good uh, back in the 50s. So he sets his film in New York City in 1957, which is, uh, I loved it. Uh, the film follows a private investigator with Tourette syndrome who is determined to solve the murder of his mentor. And his mentor is played by Bruce Willis. So um, it was a good movie. It was a really good movie. Um, I thought Edward Norton did a, an amazing job all the way around. So cool. I would say I would recommend that movie. But I also wanted to share with you that last night... I watch Look Who's Coming to Dinner from 1967. Cool. This stars Spencer Tracy, Sidney Poitier, and Catherine Hepburn and features Hepburn's niece, Catherine Houghton. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. This is a light comedy drama about a young white woman, 23, bringing home a 37-year-old African-American man home and telling her parents that after 10 days of knowing him, she is marrying him. This film was released during a time when few films of the time depicted an interracial marriage in a positive light uh, because interracial marriages historically had been illegal in most states in the United States. Um, it was still illegal in 17 states at this time. Um, it wasn't until June 12, 1967 that that changed. And it was six months before this film was released. So I thought those facts were so interesting. Um, but I love that the writing and acting carried this film. We don't see movies like this in this day and age where, you know, now we're watching action films and special effects and we want to be dazzled and have an experience. But this reminded me of the art of acting and being captured by that alone. I have such an admiration for Katherine Hepburn. To me, she was a revelation in this movie. She was amazing. I was so inspired by her. Um, and I don't recall ever seeing a movie with Spencer Tracy. So I was really glad that I finally can say that I have seen, you know, one with him because these are iconic actors in this movie. Um, and I also want to mention this uh, was um, the ninth and final onstage pairing of Tracy and Hepburn which is like a crazy. Can you imagine nine films with these two? And filming ended 17 days before Tracy's death. Oh. Hepburn never saw the completed film saying the memories of Tracy were too painful. This film was released in December 1967, which was six months after his death. And I also want to mention that Tracy was married and never divorced, but had an affair with Hepburn for 26 years until his death. Wow. I love these Hollywood stories. I was just so fascinated by them. I was fascinated by this movie. Um, 
I would totally recommend anybody watching it. It's on Netflix. Oh, cool. I haven't yeah. watched it in a very long time. Yeah, I loved it. Awesome. That's Conan barking. Yeah, Conan saying, hi, watch it, watch it. <laughs> yeah, he's all, I like it too. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for your recommendations. Those are awesome recommendations. Thank you for yours I, too. Thank you. I look forward to watching um, uh, those movies and those shows. So, friends out there, that's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful that you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We would really love your feedback. Yes, we'll be uploading a new episode in a few weeks. The next show will be on pandemic movies. And after that, we may do 80s movies. And who knows what we'll do beyond that. But we're going to keep them coming to you uh, when we can get those out. And you can find our website listed in our show notes. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.